Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary, a uh, another Fights in Football Friday for you all today. My name is Peter Klein, thank you all very much for downloading and for listening today. Coming up on the show, the football portion of this, we have another mock draft coming from the number 11 spot. We have a uh, look at quarterbacks who are on the hot seat this year. Uh, so we'll be going through that. And then for the fights portion, it is a big weekend in the world of professional wrestling, AEW All Out, uh, as well as WWE Payback. We'll be previewing both of those. So it should be a lot of fun. As always, um, if you're watching on YouTube, like this video, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening in podcast form, uh, then rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. That is always appreciated. You can get in touch with me. Uh, email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at primetimeclient, twitch.tv slash primetime. PK. All right, without any further ado, let's get into it and we will start with another mock draft. All right, let's get into it. We are picking from the number 11 spot today. As always, uh, if you have missed any of these mock drafts, they are all up in podcast form. They will eventually be all up on YouTube as well. Um, so keep an eye out for that. And uh, yeah, we are doing every spot in a 12-team half-point PPR. And today we're going for the number 11 spot. So without any further ado, let us hit start. We will hit OK. And this thing is getting underway. And as always, I forgot to mute things to start. Uh, we start with two running backs this time uh, in the top three with McCaffrey, Chase, and Eckler. Travis Kelsey goes fifth. Uh, we are looping back around here. So we are in an interesting spot and a, a spot we haven't really been in at all in these drafts where both Barkley and Nick Chubb are gone by the time we are picking with this uh, number 11 spot here. So we are going to go. Uh, so players available. All the quarterbacks. No quarterback has come off of the board yet. At running back, it is Henry, Jacobs, Pollard, Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris. Um, and at wide receiver, it is Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Devonta Adams, and Amon Ra St. Brown. And every quarterback but Travis Kelsey still on the clock. Or uh, still available, sorry. So there, there's a couple of different ways to go with this uh, particular pick. We are going to go with the wide receiver call here. We're going to go Stephon Diggs. Uh, still so consistent with the um, with the the Buffalo Bills and coming back after us, it was AJ Brown, Derrick Henry. It is so tempting to do the stack with uh, Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen. We're probably not going to do that though. Um, Patrick Mahomes is right there. It's a very interesting one. I'm going to keep loading up on wide receiver. We're going to go Devontae Adams there, and we're just going to be stacked at the, the wide receiver position. And a couple of teams are doubling up on, on their initial positions early on. Josh Allen does come off of the board, as we expected. We weren't... It would have been quite the thing if he would have survived uh, on the turn all the way back around to us. But I, I am getting a little worried about the, the quality of the, the running backs that are going to be available for us at this point. Debo Samuel going one pick before us. That actually happened in the real league, uh, Calgary Media League. I was quite upset about it. So quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Justin Fields. Uh, at running back, it is Mixon, Hall, Aaron Jones, um, Kenneth Walker, and Damian Pierce. At wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, DeAndre Hopkins. And at tight end, it is Kittle, Hawkinson, Waller, Pitts, Goddard, and Ingram are still on the board. Um, it would be tempting to, to go with a, a Calvin Ridley in this spot. 
I like Joe Mixon a ton, and I don't love the the running back options after him. There are still some quarterbacks who I don't mind. So we're going to go Mixon here um, to, to get our, our RB1 kind of taken care of. Hertz does come off of the board, which I don't think, honestly, doesn't hurt that much. But I am a little wary of a, another run happening here. So we are going to go with a Justin Herbert over a Joe Burrow, just because of the calf concerns with, with Burrow. Um, so that that's where we go. Burrow does come off of the board with the seventh pick in the fourth round. Fields comes right after him. Uh, Ridley, Cooper, and Allen, some of the right receivers that have come off. We do see a, a run on running backs. So um, I feel a, a little concerned about our position at running back right now to be perfectly frank with all of you. But as it swings back to us, Darren Waller is the, the next one available there. And that might be the move. Let's see. At running back, it's DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, Javante Williams, Dalvin Cook, and Rashad White. Uh, at receiver, it's Jerry Judy, Christian Watson, Chris Godwin, and Brandon Ayuk. And then uh, the tight ends, Waller, Pitts, Goddard, and then Evan Ingram. Because I don't love where we're at running back-wise, um, I am going to go running back in this spot here. We're going to go Javante Williams, uh, the running back for the Denver Broncos. I just think he is so good. I was kind of hoping Waller would be there around the turn. Honestly, I probably should have played the ADP game a little bit there and gone with Waller instead and and try to get Williams on, on the turn. So that was a, a bit of a misstep by me. But we're going to go Dallas Goddard here and lock in that tight end position. So once again, we have our starting lineup um, minus the, the flexes filled out in the, the first six picks, which is something I've been trying to do in, in all of my drafts so far and all these mock drafts. And I, I would say that it has, it has worked out pretty well so far. Bit of a one, uh, run on wide receivers, but again, we're pretty set at wide receiver right now. So when it comes back around to us... Um, at running back, available A.J. Dillon, Antonio Gibson, Khalil Herbert, and Zach Charbonnet. At wide receiver, it's Michael Pittman, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jahan Dotson, Brandon Cooks, Gabe Davis, and Zay Flowers. And we're not going to worry about tight end and quarterback. I think the best player available right now is Michael Pittman. So I think for a flex consideration, that is is certainly the, the, the way that we are going to, to want to go with this one. So we are going to go with uh, Michael Pittman here, and it's going to swing back around to us. It might be a bit of a reach, but I do want to get one of these uh, running backs. Antonio Gibson comes off of the board, so that's where the, the panic starts to set in. So we will go Khalil Herbert, uh, the number one running back for the Chicago Bears, and feel quite good about where we are sitting uh, with that particular move. There you see the first defense coming off in the... Uh, I guess if you're watching, you see it. If you're listening, you're not. But we see the uh, the top defense coming off in the 8-8, uh, so the eighth pick of the eighth round. A few running backs went after us, so I'm happy we went Khalil Herbert when we did. So available now, Jamal Williams, Elijah Mitchell, um, Devon Chain, Ezekiel Elliott, and Jarek McKinnon. At wide receiver, Kadarius Toney, Traylon Burks, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Odell Beckham Jr. I'm going to go back to the running backs here. Uh, Jamal Williams still being available to us. He hasn't been someone who we've targeted a whole lot, but building up that depth at running back, he's going to have a lot of options, even when Alvin Kamara comes back, so I feel very comfortable going with him there. was kind of hoping Burks would be available when it swung back around. So this is the point now where we start to consider defenses, right? Uh, we don't love a whole lot of the options that are here at running back. I think we can wait on Tank Bigsby, who we're looking to get. Uh, we can wait on him for another round. At wide receiver, don't love a lot of the options. So this is where I think we do dip into the the defense pool. And I like having a defense that has, that has Micah Parsons on it. So we will go with the, the Dallas Cowboys defense. Seeing a couple more defenses go. And honestly, at this point, like Elijah Moore would have been nice to have, but none of these names that are coming up after are making me feel any kind of regret or anything like that uh, about picking a, a defense where we did. Uh, Damian Harris goes, Jarek McKinnon, Cole Komet, 
Adam Thielen, and then it is back around to us. And this is where I think we can feel comfortable taking a, a Tank Bigsby. Jamison Williams is a real interesting play here as well. Um, I don't want to risk losing Tank Bigsby, so we will go him there. Jamison Williams goes immediately after. So we, uh, I, I didn't want to play the ADP game and get caught you know, with nothing, but we, we haven't really addressed a, a whole lot of our depth at wide receiver, so I would like to get another one there. Tyler Boyd is kind of interesting. Rasheed Rice, I, I just get worried about a guy who came into trading camp a little bit out of shape. We do have the, the two big wide receivers who we who we have been going with late. Uh, we'll go Romeo Dobbs here. Swing back around, get ourselves in the, the Jarnell Mooney business and feel pretty good uh, about where we're at. Missing out on Jalen Warren, that was a miss by me. I probably should have gone with that um, instead of worrying about the position and try to play the ADP game, get Romeo Dobbs uh, around later. But I feel like what we've got a couple of pretty good running backs that we have been able to, to solidify our depth with there. So missing out on him is a, a bit of a bummer, but I feel all right about where we are at at this uh, particular time. So at this point, we are going to, to go Darnell Mooney just to make sure we don't miss out on that. Um, that strong depth, the wide receiver position, and a guy who I think is going to be very involved in the Bears offense this season. So uh, the pick comes back around to us uh, with the 14th overall pick. This is normally where we've been going Jeff Wilson Jr., but he is now out and may miss the entire season. Dante Foreman, um, Devin Singletary, Kenny Gainwell, Rashawn Johnson, and Kareem Hunt are all available right now at running back. At wide receiver, it's Rasheed Rice, Jacoby Myers, Jalen Hyatt, Nico Collins, and Jonathan Mingo. So none of the options anywhere are really jumping out to me. Um, I don't know if we need to double up on running backs out of the Chicago Bears, and quite frankly, that would be maybe a bit more investment in the Bears than we would absolutely be be looking at. So we're going to go here with Jacoby... Ah, no, Jacoby Myers, he's the third target in, in Oakland, or in Vegas, sorry. So we'll go with a, a bit of a higher upside. I think Nico Collins could be interesting with the Houston Texans this year. So once again, we kind of load up on wide receiver late, got some pretty good running back depth in kind of the middle parts of this draft. And, and overall, I'm liking this team. I'm not loving this team, but uh, I think it's a pretty strong one as the draft swings back around and we get ready for our final pick, which of course will be a kicker. Uh, but just to make it officially official on this one we will go with Cameron Dicker and close out this draft so to recap our mock draft in a 12 point or sorry a 12 team half point PPR from the 11th spot we are going with Justin Herbert as our quarterback our tight end is going to be Dallas Gardard uh, our two running backs are going to be Javonta Williams and Joe Mixon our wide receivers Stefan Diggs and Devontae Adams our flex will probably be Michael Pittman we have I think some good running back depth with Khalil Herbert uh, Jamal Williams and Tank Bigsby two of those Herbert and Bigsby. Um, Herbert right away is the number one. I think Bigsby takes that number one job in Jacksonville at some point this season. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, Darnell Mooney, and Nico Collins are our wide receiver depth. So there you go. That is another mock draft in the books. All right, let's continue our NFL preview now, looking at quarterbacks on the hot seat. These are quarterbacks who I think desperately need big seasons this year to um, help keep their spot with their teams and um, help the, the development of their teams, quite frankly. Number one is Kirk Cousins. This is the, the final year of his mega contract with the Minnesota Vikings. It has been a bit of a roller coaster for them. Um, and this, like last year, they were incredibly lucky on their way to a postseason berth. This year, no one is really believing in them. 
the division feels wide open. Um, if Kirk Cousins doesn't come out and take that, then uh, I think there's probably going to be some some rather substantial changes at the quarterback position in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins will probably have a job for the next few years, but for his job in Minnesota, he is absolutely on the hot seat. Kenny Pickett is another one. Um, first round pick a couple of years ago, the only first round pick in the, the, the quarterback class from a couple of years ago. And it feels like now everything else around him is strong. They need him to step it up and kind of justify that or else they will go to a, another at the, the quarterback position. You you have Pickens and Deontay Johnson as, as your wide receivers, Fryermuth as the, the tight end, um, Najee Harris and Jalen Warren in the backfield and a defense that's really good. So th- this is a year that Kenny Pickett kind of has no more excuses. At quarterback uh, for the Denver Broncos, uh, that spot is on the hot seat as well. And we are going to go with Russell Wilson there. Um, he... With Sean Payton there, again, you're kind of out of excuses. This is a team that made some moves to win now, bringing Russell Wilson in, um, and then bringing Sean Payton in. He is not tied to Russell Wilson. So not only does Russell Wilson need a a good year this year, I think Wilson needs a good start to the season to, to get this team on track. I'm putting Jared Goff on this list as well. I think that given all of the hype in Detroit and the excitement around this team finally progressing, I think there is... One worry, at least on my part, that they don't necessarily have the guy at quarterback. Now, I don't think they have insulated him as well as they think. Um, I, I think there is still a need for another pass catcher um, in that backfield. And quite frankly, that, that defense needs a lot of work as well. But specifically, Jared Goff, I think, needs to show that he can still be this guy to, to help this team take a step forward. I don't know if it's going to be all his fault, but if they don't take a step forward this year, I do believe that they are going to, to kind of use him as a, a bit of a scapegoat. And the last one is Justin Fields. There, there has been growth. Um, in his game, certainly. But now again, they've kind of taken away all of the excuses. They, they bring in DJ Moore. Um, they, they had a high draft pick and they traded it away. You, you have, a, once again, a division that feels wide open. This is the time that Justin Fields needs to step up. If he doesn't, I think the Chicago Bears are going to move on at quarterback. So those are your quarterbacks on the hot seat as we continued our NFL preview here on Couch Potato Diary. That is the football portion of things. Now, let's get in to the fight talk, specifically professional wrestling. All right, two big shows to preview this weekend. We will start with WWE Payback. Now, I am recording this on Friday morning, so if uh, something major happens on SmackDown and I don't have it, that's because it hasn't happened in uh, my world yet, so that is why. Um, All right, not the best card, not the biggest card, going to be a slow one. Um, Let's start, though, with... Uh, we'll start at number one. No, we'll start at number six and work our way up. Um, from Wikipedia. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defend the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships in a Steel City street fight against the Judgment Day of Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Um, there's been a lot going on with the Judgment Day, uh, with JD McDonough, and, um, obviously with, with Damian Priest and the, the Money in the Bank briefcase. So I, I think this is going to be a win for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and continued tr- uh, turmoil in the Judgment Day. Singles match, LA Knight taking on The Miz, that this is obviously going to continue the trajectory of LA Knight. Um, the, the Miz's impersonation of him was pretty funny, and uh, kind of spot on at times, but, um, um, th- th- this is absolutely 100% LA Knight's feud, and I-, I think he comes away with a win. A singles match for the WWE United States Champion. The champion, Rey Mysterio Jr., takes on the former champion, Austin Theory. Um, kind of cool, Rey Mysterio Jr. getting the, the United States Championship. 
um, in Calgary. So that that's pretty sweet. But for um, for Ray, like he he's not one who needs this belt. I don't think we're going to see a Gunther esque run from Rey Mysterio. But I, I think Austin Theory's time with the championship has kind of come to an end. I am very interested to see where Austin Theory goes from here because I, I don't think this is one where he loses to the United States Championship, and now he's in the world title picture. He, he is not that guy. If anything, he's kind of taken a step back. So I, I would suggest that Rey Mysterio moves on with the championship here. Uh, Rhea Ripley defends the Women's World Championship against Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, sorry, Raquel Rodriguez. They, they've done an alright job of doing what they did in NXT and building up the, the, the backstory between these two, but Rhea Ripley continues to be uh, an absolute dominant champion, and that, that will not slow down here in a, a what I predict to be a victory over Raquel Rodriguez. The World Heavyweight Championship will be on the line. Seth Rollins taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. This could be an absolutely blow away spectacular match. I, I cannot wait for it. Um, the, the the build for this has been relatively interesting. Shinsuke as a heel is phenomenal. Um, it hasn't necessarily been a, like, oh man, the, the, what a amazing storyline, but it, it's been good. The, the build has been fine, and I, I think Shinsuke against Seth Rollins are going to absolutely tear the house down, but I do think Seth Rollins comes away with the victory and retaining the title. And then in a steel cage match, Becky Lynch takes on Trish Stratus. I do hope that this closes the show, um, that there has been a lot of critiques about placement for the, the women's matches on WWE, and I, I do believe that that this is an opportunity to, to once again put that spotlight where it deserves on Becky Lynch. Um, she probably gets the win here over Trish Stratus in this steel cage match, and that probably puts an end to, to this feud, which has been fun to have Trish Stratus um, hanging around. So that is my, uh, all of those, my predictions for what is going to go down at WWE Payback. Now we will go to AEW All Out, which um, also not overly anticipatory for. Uh, this one's going to be coming to you from the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. Um, all right, let's start at the bottom once again and work our way to the top. Uh, first, it will be Eddie Kingston and Katsuyori Shibata taking on the Blackpool Combat Club of Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta. Anytime Shibata's around, it's going to be a lot of fun, but I think Blackpool Combat Club does come away with the win. A singles match for the Ring of Honor te World Television Championship as Samoa Joe will take on Shane Taylor. This is just going to be fun as hell. This is definitely big meaty men smacking meat competition going on in this bout. Um, Samoa Joe, I, I think his meat wins over, over Shane Taylor's, but this is going to be uh, a very, very, very fun match. The Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles will be on the line. This one could close the show as Adam Cole and MJF, better than you, baby, defend the titles against the Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver. Um, if they want to continue any kind of dissension between those two, um, it, it felt like they, they kind of killed it for a bit at All In a week ago, but um, the, the Dark Order being ROH Tag Team Champions wouldn't be awful, um, but having a, a kind of taping... Um, taping cycle with, with MJF and Adam Cole as your Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions would be kind of fun, and I think it would be good for Ring of Honor as well. But overall, like, this whole show kind of feels like a Ring of Honor show, right? Like, this th this whole show feels like a very, very good episode of Dynamite, and we'll, we'll get into more of that as it goes on. Eight-man tag, Bullet Club Gold of the Gun Club, um, and Jay White and Juice Robinson taking on FTR and the Young Bucks. Really fun idea to, to go with this. I think this is going to be, once again, an absolute blow-away match. Um, and I would imagine Bullet Club Gold continues some progression. They get a win and uh, face off with, uh, and cause a bit more, def a bit more tension, there we go, between FTR 
and the Young Bucks. Singles match with Kenny Omega taking on Kanosuke Takeshita. I've said before, Takeshita feels like a star to me. Um, Kenny Omega probably gets a, a win here, but I, I wouldn't, would not bat an eye if Takeshita won, uh, continuing the story with Don Callis' family against Kenny Omega. A singles match for the AEW International Championship, Orange Cassidy against Jon Moxley. Very interested by this. I think this match is going to be really, really good. And I think you can make a, a very good case of, uh, for Orange Cassidy winning this one by hook or by crook, but it doesn't feel like Moxley should be losing. Um, to Orange Cassidy, but he also doesn't feel like he should be holding the international championship right now. So a, a real interesting spot, and I'm, I'm fascinated to see how they kind of book their way out of it, but I do think Orange Cassidy is the one who comes away with, uh, with the championship. Singles match for the AEW TBS championship as Chris Statlander takes on Ruby Soho. I, I see no reason why Statlander needs to have the, the title taken off of her, and quite frankly, it's been rather underwhelming her run since taking the belt off of Jade Carkill. Miro against Powerhouse Hobbs. That's just going to be a whole lot of fun. Big meaty men's mac and meat. Um, could see Miro winning this and immediately going into the the, the world title picture as kind of the, the next challenger for MJF, um, which I, I think would set up some, some fun vignette opportunities with him and Adam Cole. And then in the main event, the AEW TNT Championship on the line, Luchasaurus defending against Darby Allen. I could see Darby winning it here. Um, the, the, the TNT title, I think need someone who who can give it a, a real long run to kind of return some legitimacy to it. I, it's not a title that I, I view a view as overly prestigious right now. So because of that, I I think Darby Allen gets the win, and I think he gets a, a pretty good run out of the championship belt going forward. So that is my predictions uh, for AEW All Out. But overall, if this is the quality of show you're going to put out, then having back to back pay per views doesn't make any sense anymore. It just doesn't. Um, to, to ask $50 for this a week after $50 for Wembley Stadium, th this screams B-Show. Um, th this is, on th honestly and truthfully, this should be a special episode of Collision to try to get the, the writings up for, for that show. Th th this should not be a $50 charge to your fans. And it, it certainly does not live up to the expectations of an all-out, which at times has been kind of the, the marquee pay-per-view for AEW. So it, it is... It's a real, real bummer to see how this card has shaken out. And even if it was CM Punk against Ricky Starks at the top of it, whatever, man. Uh, still doesn't do it for me. And as I, I, I said before, this is uh, being taped on Friday. So if they did something on Collision or something, then maybe. But even still, that, that doesn't make this worthy, I think, of um, asking your fans to spend $100 in two weeks. So that's just my opinion. Uh, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you all so much for downloading and for listening. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, um, please remember to subscribe and like. Leave a comment if you want. Let me know if there are any of these predictions that you disagree with. Um, back with a bonus episode coming up on Saturday. It will be another mock draft, the final of our mock draft series as we draft from the number 12 slot. The schedule for next week, a little bit up in the air. I am going on the road uh, one more time heading out to Saskatchewan. Um, and... So the, the schedule is up in the air right now, but keep it posted to my social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary at Yahoo.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you all later.